Welcome to Spiritual Insights with Charlotte Spicer. Spirituality and Metaphysics Talk Radio, featuring a course in miracles, dream interpretation, guided meditation, and the psychic and metaphysics free-for-all. It's your opportunity to consult with a professional psychic medium, discuss past lives, the chakras, and more. We are non-denominational, and there are no limits. Want to change your life? You must first change your mind. 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 No matter your religious structure, cultivate peace in your reality through self-awareness with an authentic spiritual teacher. And now, your host, Charlotte Spicer. Hello, and welcome to Spiritual Insights, everyone. I'm Charlotte Spicer, executive producer and host of the show, energetic healer and channel for Yeshua, also known as Jesus and other members of the divine. Thank you so much for tuning in from the United States and around the world. Today, we highlight guidance from spirit, channeled messages from beyond the veil with Mother Mary, the ascended being who gave birth to Jesus, the Christ child, in her last lifetime. Joining me is my special guest co-host since 2016, Danielle Gibbons, full body channel for Mother Mary since 1994. After a brief discussion, Danielle will allow Mother to come through to share her ever-loving guidance for the human journey. Danielle has connected people worldwide with Mother's Grace through life-changing courses, retreats, and online events, including pre-recorded and live-streamed discourses and meditations with Mother on YouTube. You can subscribe at Mother Mary Channel, and you are cordially invited to participate in these remarkable events to expand your conscious awareness. Right now, Mother is presenting an extraordinarily transformative series on the seven major chakras, and I encourage all of you to take advantage of this opportunity to actively receive her energy. To learn more about Mother Mary's School of Love, an annual event that offers an immersion into personal transformation, visit BelovedPublications.com. Their book, Mother Mary's Pathway to Love, is an excellent way to open that door for yourself. Special online events for the Spiritual Insights community are in full swing, and we are getting so much out of them. Whether you're interested in the Holy Trinity Guided Meditation, which is guided by Yeshua and channeled by me, the Psychic and Metaphysics Free-for-All, where anything goes, or if you would like to study A Course in Miracles with me, I would love to include you. To participate in these events, please subscribe to the newsletter at spiritualinsightsradio.com and review the events page. You can also book a private session with me to help you on your journey. I'd be honored to assist you. Well, I'm excited to welcome Danielle back as always. Hello, Danielle. It's so good to see you. Hello, Charlotte. It is so good to be here as always. Let's talk chakra meditation series, shall we? Oh my gosh. Yes. Okay. Ever I since know. it started, I've just been electrified. Yes. yes. And, I, and I can't come down. <laughs> and I'm not complaining. <laughs> it's true it's true i i had no idea when we started that it was going to be this uh powerful and and in and in depth i mean she's really going in depth with the first you know half hour of the teaching mm-hmm. on this you know uh the specific chakra and then uh the meditation is anywhere from 25 to 30 minutes and both are incredibly uh, deep and insightful and just, yeah, really powerful. I'm loving them. I am too, but I have to note that it's also information that you've never heard before 
or information that you've never heard put quite this way. Which is such a hallmark for her or a trademark for her, you know, I mean, that is, she has, in the course of my channeling of her, I have noticed that she takes sort of conventional understandings about certain aspects of our lives, certain spiritual systems that have been around for, you know, like the chakras, you know, thousands of years. And she puts this sort of everyday, simple, but in-depth understanding um, on these things that I, I'm just in awe of, of her teachings when she does that. Like now, all of a sudden for me, the chakras are really making sense. They are coming to life for me. I am experiencing them in a very unique and different way. Mm -hmm. I can add that if all the listeners, if you take my advice and go to Mother Mary channel on YouTube and begin at the beginning with the initial uh, discourse she offered about the chakras in general. If you're new to the chakras or only slightly familiar with what they are and what they do, this is perfect for you yes. on that level. Yes. But if you're someone like me who is who has been studying them for decades, what I would suggest is take everything you know and dump it out of your bucket <laughs> and just open your mind, clear it, and just hear what she has to say because this will give you such a, a different approach to them that is not clogged with so mm. much with so much detail. Mm -hmm. And it is for me that much more effective in achieving what, what she's guiding you to achieve and working with you because this is a co-creation um, with your chakras to get you to the next level for you. So it's phenomenal. But what I also did, if anybody wants to jump into this midstream, okay, we're, we're towards the end. If you do that, listen to the first discourse on the chakras. You can go ahead and do the first root, the root chakra, the first chakra, the first meditation, but stay with that for at least five days. Do that mm -hmm. same meditation for at least five to six days, then move on to the second chakra, repeat the process, then move on. Don't do one each day because there's a transformation that takes place over time. And, and mother explained it in the video, but I want to reinforce that. Don't rush ahead. You can't rush this. Yeah, that's a, that's a really good point. And what, and I, I appreciate you bringing up, you know, people who do know a lot about the chakras, you know, I, I was not one of them. It's not something I've ever really studied. Um, but I have meditated with mine over the years. She's done different things, you know, on the chakras at, at retreats or workshops and things. Um, but it's, this is very different. And at one point, I can't remember which teaching it was on which chakra, but she brought up the fact that, you know, that she is offering a unique or a different interpretation or understanding of the chakras, because even though these teachings have been around for thousands of years, and even though She's not veering off so wildly from, you know, the basics of them, but she said that our needs as humans evolves with the times. Yes. So energetically, what may have we needed 
thousands of years ago or a thousand years ago or 200 years ago, you know, is different than the way we need our chakras today in our modern world with all the stimulation that we have with, you know, the world population, just everything that comes into human life. What we need our chakras for today is different than what people needed their chakras or their energy centers for, you know, in the past. Yes. And I and I think that's a really important point because sometimes we forget that the systems that have been set up to support us as human beings need to evolve uh, or to at least take into consideration the times that we're living in. Mm-hmm. We're not sleeping in tents under the full moon. Right. Quite literally, we are sleeping with electronics in our bedroom that emit, you know, frequencies that impact our bodies. And so we need to learn to work with this ourselves, too. You know, we all love the modern conveniences, but we need to adapt in a special way now. I think Mm -hmm. we have to adapt, not going backwards, but in in remembrance of this is not what the human body was designed for or used to. Right. And so I need to make some modifications and, and help myself as best I can. Now, yes. with the chakra meditations, the goal, as she says, each time is about feeling grounded, centered, expanded, and flowing. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. And in doing that, that's exactly how I feel. Like, Me too. Oh, uh, yeah. oh I want to giggle. <laughs> it's palpable. Yeah. It's noticeable. There, yes. I do feel a difference, and I do feel so much expansion and the groundedness especially. Mm, which maybe for for people like us is a little difficult. Yes, it can be challenging at times. Thank you for uh, sharing that because, um, well, it's wonderful to hear that people are getting um, benefit from the practice. You know, that's the whole point. Sure. It always feels good to hear that what you're doing is assisting assisting others in a a meaningful way it's good to know so we have a topic for today uh you shared with me which is freedom what it is and what it isn't yes yes that's a very good topic it's especially i think in the current um social climate Mm that we are living in, not not only in this country, in the US, but globally. Um, And as all eyes are on, you know, Russia and Ukraine, and, you know, there's a lot going on in our world. And freedom is one of those words that is just often put out there. And I'm curious to see what mother's gonna say, because, it can, it can be one of those words that is overused and um, sort of often used in bumper sticker kind of sound bites. But I'm not sure that a, a lot of us, maybe my, you know, myself included, are looking at the spiritual aspects or the deeper emotional aspects of of what that word means Mm -hmm. i'm thinking 
because you can never presuppose what will be said. Sometimes we get it right. Sometimes. (laughs) But I think the word freedom is loaded with energy. Yes. And I think that the the discourse can take us anywhere from life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, Mm -hmm. which is more external, Mm -hmm. to the very personal and internal freedom of choice in every given moment as it pertains to your inner world, which Mm. is such a big contributing factor to what you perceive in the outer. So perhaps it'll go from one end of the spectrum to the other. Yes. Yes. It can, it can seem minor, minor to many people, but it's, it's the small things that go unnoticed and that are often on such a subtle level that have the biggest impact and that we don't tend to focus on as much as we should. Yes. So that can be part of it. But we will see. That's all I can. That's all I really want to lay out. I really would just love to open my mind and heart, take it all in. And I want everybody else to do the same. Mm. That sounds just right. Okay. All right. Hold on just a moment. All right. And I'll see you when you come back. Hello, beloved one. Hello, mother. Welcome. Thank you, my dear. It is wonderful to be here with you today and all your glorious listeners. Mm -hmm. Yes. So, I wanted to focus on the word freedom and its uh, understanding in the collective consciousness. So, and the reason that I chose this is because it's one of those words that is often associated in social interactions, but not as much in spiritual interactions, right? It is often used in terms of um, government or politics or laws or rights or these types of things, but not so much in the context of what freedom means as a spiritual tenant, right? Mm -hmm. Like humility or honesty or uh, any of the other 
many wonderful spiritual tenets that are in your collective today. So let's start. You brought up a big and uh, good point before I came to the body um, about the outer and the inner. Mm-hmm. So let's talk first about outer freedoms because it relates very importantly to the inner sense of freedom. Okay. So in essence, in the English language, the word freedom, and in any other language, the words that uh, create a sense of being unburdened, right? You are being freed from uh, something that has held you back, uh, something that has limited you, something that um, has made it so there have been impediments to your life, right? Right. But because all of that is subjective, Mm -hmm. right? Yes. What is free for you may not be the same as defined by someone else in a different part of the world who grew up in a different culture, right? Right. So that is where freedom as a concept gets tricky in society because everyone has to decide what does that mean individually and then collectively, right? Because, again, it's not just the definition of freedom, but it's the definition of burdens and limitations. What some people may see as necessary limitations that help create order and a sense of security amongst the collective, others see as a limitation that is used Uh, to control them or to uh, make it so they cannot achieve equality. And here's the most difficult part. Those two things are true at the same time. Mm -hmm. I was thinking guidelines versus oppression. It just depends on your interpretation. Correct. Correct. And you know with all the inner work you have done and the outer living and observation, that interpretation is a very big part of people's day-to-day perspective. So depending on who you are as a person, your experiences, who raised you, in what culture you were raised in, what you were taught, what you taught yourself, right? All of that is going to go into your interpretation. Right. 
does this limitation allow for security for all? Does it allow for equality? Does it allow for oppression? Does it, right? What is the interpretation? Now, in certain countries, yours being one of them, the whole point in many ways of a democracy was to allow for everyone to have at least some kind of say in that interpretation. Mm. Mm -hmm. right? How your laws are created, how your systems of governance are created, how they are enforced, how it works, how it doesn't work, right? That the collective has more of at least an opportunity to have a voice within the interpretation of freedom. Right. Because this is not an infallible type of uh, exploration and experience, what I would encourage you all to begin to look at instead of using the word freedom so much, because it is so subjective, think of your governance, your laws, uh, how you treat others in your society. Think of those things more as rights rather than freedoms. Right? So you all have decided together that people should have certain rights or not have certain rights. But because freedom is more of a feeling rather than a quantitative uh, experience, you cannot tell someone else, you are experiencing freedom right now. Right? Wow. But you can say, you, as the individual or group, you have the right to do this or that or this other thing. Mm -hmm. But you don't have the right to do this or that or this thing. Right. right? Mm -hmm. So... Each collective community, whether it's a country, a state, a city, um, a small community, you are all charged with bestowing or taking away rights. What is your right as a human being? And that is always going to change depending on how your modern world evolves. Mm -hmm. The giving and the taking away of rights as decided by the collective for the collective is always going to change. 
right? Okay. Because depending on the interpretation at the time, who's deciding these rights? Who has the right to bestow or relinquish rights? Take them away. Mm-hmm. Right? Yes. So freedom is always going to be felt or experienced on the inside. On the outside, you are not going to, you cannot decide for anyone else what freedom is for them. So the best you can do is figure out rights. What are the rights that you have as an individual? So when everyone is becoming so wound up and enmeshed into this struggle or argument for freedom, we are fighting for freedom. No, you are fighting for the rights as you interpret those rights. Right? And sometimes that's to give rights. Sometimes it's to take it away. Yes. So what people are fighting for are is the right to decide the rights of others. Exactly. Mm-hmm. But you cannot tell someone that they are free or to feel free or that you are giving them freedom because only the individual can experience freedom for themselves. So the word freedom has sort of become a marketing term. Really? Well, think about it, right? If I'm going to promise you, let's say I am a person who wants to be the one or one of the ones who decides the rights of others. Mm-hmm. So if in order to become that person, I have to convince you that the rights I want to give or take away are going to grant you freedom. So it's a little bit like when uh, a priest says, I can absolve you of your sins, and in so doing, I can ensure that you enter the kingdom of heaven. Right? Absolutely. And that is just patently false, right? Right. Because the kingdom of heaven lies within. The kingdom of heaven is quite literally the spiritual interpretation of freedom. Wow. 
Okay. And no one can grant that to you, but you. Right. Mm -hmm. And so when people are fighting and talking about freedom, no, they are talking about rights expanding or limiting them and that's it mm -hmm. there's a lot of that happening right now exactly and not just in your country but around the world but let me tell you something beloved ones this has always been happening because again the rights that should be given or not taken away never given at all mm -hmm. They're all up to interpretation. Hmm. They are all up to the power dynamics that take place between people. But some of them are so severe. Yes, and they always have been, beloved one. They always have been. It is extraordinary that you live in a world now that has so little slavery. Whereas that used to be the norm. Right. Not so long. Worldwide. Right. In every kind of culture. Even the cultures that you may have put on pedestals or glamorized. Some of these cultures practice slavery. But again, it was their interpretation of rights so we've come in and we've conquered your territory or we've retaliated against your aggression mm -hmm. and the people that we captured or we took they are gone we believe that they have to pay for your aggression to us that's what's right I so see. We have decided that it's our right to keep these human beings and make them do what we want them to do. We have decided that's a right. So we have given ourselves this right to own and enslave others. And we have taken away the right of these people to go back to their, the lives they had before. Or we have taken away their right to make decisions for themselves bodily and their families. Right. right. Mm -hmm. So it always comes back to rights. And I will tell you another something. Because of how this particular reality structure is set up, human beings have not really changed much it doesn't seem so that's no. why I was, you're mentioning all the slavery and yes by comparison by comparison there's so little but to many of us living here today it's appalling how much there is yes because the interpretation of slavery has changed but the people that are enacting it have not. Right. But how, yes, but how can that be when it's 2,000 years later, we're supposed to be evolved, 
at least a little more along the timeline, mm -hmm. and it doesn't seem to be so. No. It's disheartening. You are not supposed to be. No? Involved. Oh, okay. No. You come here to know the light. And in order to do that, there must be shadow. Mm -hmm. Because shadow and light are one. They are not at odds. They are not at war. They work in harmony together. But they depend on each other to create the reality that you all live in. From birth to death to rebirth. Mm -hmm. From the beginning when your soul first incarnates to the very end when it leaves this uh, human experience, right? Right. You must have shadow. So while individuals are evolving towards light, the human race as a whole is not changing. Because it's not designed that way. It's not set up that way. Hmm. I think many of us misunderstood. Yes. But here's what is changing. The energy, the planetary energies, your home, right? So you depend on these energies for your lives, Right? The vibration of this energy, the presence of this energy, how it grows and changes and shifts impacts all of you. Some of you are being affected more and more and more, meaning that there is a, an awakening that is happening on your planet to such a degree in regards to human awareness that you all are serving as a balance for the rise in fear and shadow that is coming with the change of this age. Okay. There has to always be a balance. Mm -hmm. So, and I say this not to dash anyone's hopes or dreams, because the truth is, this world is a beautiful, extraordinary place to be. It has always been so, and it will always be so. But in the course of your lives, you are going to encounter shadow and you are going to encounter light. And most of the time you are encountering a very concentrated mix of both. Okay. So no one is truly 100% evil or 100% good. You are all very mixed, some more than others, leaning towards shadow, leaning towards light, depending on where you are in your personal evolution. Right? That makes but sense. What's wonderful about modern life is that those of you that are awakening more into light to balance those that are in shadow, it's easier for you to find each other. 
right? Right, okay. With technology, yes. you can find each other. And what's happening, all this tumultuous experience before the internet, most interpretations of rights took place within the more isolated country or state or community in which you all lived sort of, yes, together, but not globally, right? Right. But now with the internet, everyone is grappling with the interpretation of rights. What should be granted? What should be limited? Because there is an erroneous belief that freedom means you can do whatever you want, whenever you want, and however you want. And that is not freedom. That is its own prison. That is a kind of chaos mm -hmm. that does not allow for community. Right? That makes sense. So you need limitations on rights. You don't want to grant people the right to just go about shooting and killing people on the streets. Right. No, we don't want right? mayhem. We don't want chaos. Exactly. We want so, order and safety and peace. Yes, exactly. But who's interpreting that? So this is the big question as you all move from uh, this age past into the new age where the energies on the planet will demand that collective change in how you decide, how you interpret rights. So the new energy is based in uh, co-creation, uh, in collaborative uh, living and working. So this is not easy to transition. Mm -mm from one way to another. And yes, some forms of government make it easier. Some forms of business make it easier for that uh, collaborative energy to thrive. But this is all new. And as you all grapple with the interpretation of rights, what should be granted and what should be limited. Now you're not just deciding these things in a little bubble. Mm -hmm. You are all looking at the global rights of not just people, but animals and the environment mm -hmm. and insects and uh, how everything works together, right? Right. If so we're to survive, yes. some practices need to be curtailed if they're hurting the environment, if they're hurting other people, the animals, and taking away the beautiful planet that we've always enjoyed. 
but let me let you continue because my mind is swirling with yes examples of what you're many saying many people would not agree with you beloved so that is the challenge that you all face is interpreting the rights of all right not mm -hmm. just human beings but interpreting the rights of all as you move into this new age mm. now how does this all relate back to freedom right so freedom is a personal experience and it has nothing to do with rights on the outside. The rights on the outside help you all to live with each other. Because like it or not, depending on who you are, you live in a world that is filled with people, filled with animals, that you have very particular kind of environment, ecosystems, right? All these things, they just, are what is right that's not going to change but freedom comes when you personally let go of your own inner burdens whether those burdens were placed on you by your family, your community, your religion, your government, your whatever, uh, or on you yourself, right? Mm -hmm. When you put down your burdens, when you surrender them, even if it's just on a daily basis or an hour-by-hour -hour basis, you will feel free within yourself, whether you are literally in prison, whether you are required to dress a certain way, whether you have the vote or you don't have the vote, um, whether you are allowed to buy a home in a certain neighborhood or you are not allowed. It is not that rights don't matter because of course they do. They impact you deeply. But as a spiritual tenant, freedom, while it can be assisted by less limitation on the rights as uh, they are felt through love rather than fear, they are not dependent. Freedom is not dependent on those rights, right? It's the same thing I've spoken of when it comes to your self-esteem or your self-worth. If you allow the outer world to decide your worth, you are abdicating your responsibility to yourself and you will never feel worthy Right? Because you don't know from moment to moment what people think of you or if they respect you or if they think you're worthy or whatever, right? Have, did their opinion change in the last five minutes? So if you allow your worth to be 
dictated or defined by anyone other than yourself, you are abdicating your responsibility and you will not feel worthy. It's the same with freedom. If you allow others to decide what feels like freedom for you, you will not feel free. If you depend on the outer rights that change with any administration or uh, social pressure or what's fashionable, uh, if you leave your freedom up to the outer rights as decided by others, you will not feel free. And the spiritual tenant of freedom is deeply entwined with your self-worth. The more you recognize your worth, the less burdened you become. And the less burdened you become, the freer you feel. Again, your worth isn't about you getting to do whatever you want to do, whenever you want to do, and however you want to do it. That's not worth, that's not freedom. Right? That is a self-centered fear. So what I'm encouraging you all to do, and the whole reason I wanted to share this with all of you today, is to encourage you to step out of that debate and to recognize that each generation, each group of people can only do the best they can to decide what rights should be given and what rights should be limited and what rights should be taken away. Mm -hmm. And those are always going to shift and change because of the world in which you live. So the rights of today do not are not dependent on the rights of 50 or 100 or 500 years ago, because it was a very different outer world. The sheer number of people that are living on your planet today is enough to impact how you interpret the rights of the outer world. Right? Absolutely. So if you all that's where you evolve. It's how you interpret rights. Huh. This is how you evolve as a society, as a collective. May but, I ask uh, when you're ready? But humans as individuals... And as the human race, you don't, you're not really going to change that much. But because your brains have such an extraordinary 
capacity for expansion to look at things differently, to shift perspective, to learn, to grow, to say, oh, I, I didn't know that before. And now that I know that, that changes the way I interpret rights. Does that make sense? So it does. It's, it's your capacity to be open, to be honest, to learn. That is the growth. And the more that growth flows from love rather than fear, the better off your societies are going to be. The better off the animals are, the uh, environment will be, because your interpretation of rights will come from love rather than fear. And those are different power dynamics. Fear, the power dynamic, is intrinsically about domination, um, sometimes violence. Um, it is about uh, possession. But when the power dynamic flows from love, that is that uh, collaborative energy. So you all are coming into the age of, uh, you could say, the energy of love. Mm -hmm. right? Yes. Now, as human beings, you're not going to change, but your capacity to shift from fear to love has been with you the whole time. Right? Mm -hmm. And because of the planetary energies and the influence of this shift in age that's going to uh, be exerted onto you all individually and collectively, you stand a higher chance of starting to interpret the rights through love rather than fear. So now you're going to start looking to grant, limit, or uh, take away rights from a place of love that allows for equality, communion, collaboration, support, and an open-mindedness that may have been missing in many parts of the collective. Or maybe it was practiced a long time ago in certain communities or governments or tribes, and it was lost. And now it's coming back, right? Okay. Be careful that you do not claim to know what freedom is for anyone other than yourself. Because that, how you have an inner experience, that is a right that no one throughout time can ever take away from you. Your inner experience is your inner experience. 
whether you feel free or you don't feel free, has little to do with the outer world and everything to do with how you perceive the outer world and how it affects your inner world. Okay. Right? So think rather in terms of what do you believe in regards to rights? What are the rights of individuals, of groups, of the animals, of the environment? And not what is right or what is wrong, but what are the rights that you would like to see granted, taken away, or limited? And the, when you do this, you start to engage in the collective. You start to engage in the energy of rights because this energy of granting um, not granting, taking away, or limiting rights has always been happening. Always, mm -hmm. right? It's sure. how you will form communal bonds as human beings. So the more you participate mentally, emotionally, spiritually, energetically, physically in the creation of these rights, the granting of these rights, the limiting of these rights, That is a service to the collective, particularly because you and all your listeners are doing your very best to live your lives day to day from love rather than fear. Mm -hmm. So if you are the ones that becomes a part of this collective phenomenon in a conscious manner, then you all stand a greater chance of rights being decided through love, through collaboration, through equality, through caring, compassion, support. Rather than possession, domination, and the enslavement of someone's body, mind, and heart. Uh -huh. You pretty much answered it, but I'm going to flip this question around. To influence a percentage of the collective who are taking rather intransigent positions against certain rights that other people have already enjoyed. That will happen organically from the collective. We don't need to take up so much responsibility individually to affect this because I, I kind of see it starting to happen. There's a swelling 
that I'm noticing. I check in just enough to kind of, it's weird, but I watch the news to see what the collective's doing. But anyway, yes. it would be comforting to know that that will have its effect, that the love will dispel the shadow around those who are taking those positions, who, as I have observed, actually covet another's rights to the point where they want to take theirs away and yet maintain and expand their own. Mm. It's glaringly apparent. So rather than ask you how that works, I think I just explained it. I would love for the listeners to be comforted that there is a force at work to help this situation and all of us involved on either side of that opinion or um, perception for all of us to grow with it and evolve inside of that. Hmm. So I cannot give the comfort that you are asking me for because nothing has been decided yet. So there is a lot of influence of this new age loving energy that this collaborative energy that is being given, but uh, you're not there yet. And you are going to see that the people who want to maintain a certain level of fear and shadow in relation to rights, uh, there'll be more of a surge, right? And But a surge not everywhere, in pockets, right? It's going to surge and then recede, surge and then recede, like a storm, right? It doesn't hit everywhere at once, right? So that's what you are going to see more and more of until that storm subsides. And what is tricky here, what you are talking about, when you bring religious tenets yeah. into the equation, mm -hmm. These are beliefs that have been adhered to for a very long time. They are handed down generation after generation. And that is the interpretation of love. That is everyone, and that's a tricky part too. Yes. Right? Is that what goes into the interpretation of rights is everybody's mixture of shadow and light, hmm. right? So it's not just one group is interpreting the rights with all light and another all shadow, right? There is always going to be that mixture. And what will change, the hope I can give you, what will change because of this new energy is that those that have those that want to 
limit or take away uh, or not ever grant certain rights that give them power over others mm -hmm. will not uh, be able to continue at the same level that is happening now. But what can happen is that if enough people who feel it's the loving decision to take away a certain right, not because they want power over others, but because they genuinely feel it's the right thing to do, that may not go the way you want it to go. Mm. See the difference? I do. A lot of it's based on the strength of their belief and convictions. Correct, beloved. Their inner life. Exactly. And yet they're, they're imposing that on the external. Yes. Those around them saying, no, this is what I believe. Therefore, you cannot. Yes, but it is their intent. Right. So is their intent to uh, modify or change rights because they want power over others because they don't believe others really know what the right thing is and mm -hmm. they need to be the ones in charge. That's the old paradigm that is leaving. Oh, good. Okay. So that's on its way. It's uh, waning. So, okay. Yes. But people who genuinely believe that this is the right thing to do and they don't want power. They, they're not doing it to exert power over others. They don't have that drive. They don't feel that they are in a position of superiority. Mm -hmm. They just feel that it's right. Yes. That's not going to go away. Okay. And so that's how rights change over time. Okay. Sometimes you're getting back rights you haven't had for a thousand years, but you did have them at somewhere on the planet at some time in the collective, right? It's not as if, it's not as if there's a lot of new things happening. No, there's not. I've been hearing a lot of these arguments since I was a child. Yes. And it never goes away. Exactly. And like you say, it undulates depending on the um, frequency of that, that collective belief. Correct. But the power dynamic that I've spoken of on your show before, that pyramid. Yes. Right, mm -hmm. That is really rooted in that dominance over others. Yes. A sort of slave owner, slave enslavement mentality. Mm -hmm. That is what is going away. Okay. And that's going to have an enormous impact on rights. Okay. But you're not going to see everyone individually change their beliefs whether it's religious or social or spiritual or health or whatever, right? They a million people, a million perspectives. Billions. Yes. 
billions and billions. Yes, exactly. But taking away that dominance piece, we are going to decide rights based on just what a few of us want mm. so that we can dominate and control lots of others. That's what's going to be going away because that is the one element that you all have been living with for a very long time that is not sustainable. Good. It's, it's really comforting to know that it is breaking down and weakening because um, this percentage of the collective needs people to hear reason and hear, hear the love argument. Yes. The love arguments that a lot of people are offering, other people are turning away from and don't want to hear it and and don't want to lose that dominance. You know, it's all right there, fear, domination, and possession. And we understand that. But to know that uh, perhaps that our thoughts, collective thoughts and feelings and beliefs will have more of uh, more power to persuade, I think, to yeah. to achieve that is what we need to hear so that we don't give up hope and collapse in on ourselves that it will never change or it's just too strong to fight against. Oh, no, it is changing. That is for certain. But the greatest change is always from within. And so when you focus on your own personal freedom within, mm -hmm. here's the magic. You begin doing out in the world what your shining soul is asking you to do out in the world, to be out in the world. And as you unburden yourself and you feel free, people are going to say, hey, how did you do that? You feel so, you seem so free. You seem so uh, untethered so grounded well no no okay, okay. i'll take Freedom that back is not untethered okay it is unbound but it is not untethered hmm. right you are not floating off into the ethers right you are grounded and centered but you are unbound you are unchained all the burdens that have limited you, chained you, repressed you, that's what you're releasing. That's what okay. you are letting go. And so you are living grounded. You are living centered. And your soul more easily can express itself to others in the world. And when that happens... People are attracted to them. They want to understand. What are you doing? What's happening? How are you achieving this? And when you simply share it with others, then they can unburden and unbind themselves. And freedom, that's how freedom spreads. That's how you offer it from one person to the next. Right? Okay. That no matter what right is granted or taken or whatever's happening, there are people in the world 
who are reaching out one hand to another, coming together, co-creating, collaborating in equality, and supporting as many people as they are able to support. Hmm. And that is what changes the energy of your world. Hmm? Hmm. You are in synchronicity with the planet and the planet is in synchronicity with you. Hmm? Hmm. So follow the love that is blossoming energetically at this time in your world and it will assist you in unburdening yourself and obtaining that freedom that you long for in your heart and in your soul. Okay. Thank you, beloved one. Always my blessed mother. Grounded, mm. centered, expanded, and flowing. Yes, indeed. Indeed. <laughs> Thank you I for all you do. I love you too. You are welcome. And I want to let everyone know that I'm with them always. As I love you unconditionally, each and every one of you. Mm. Mm. Namaste. Namaste, Mother. Welcome back, Danielle. Thank you, Charlotte. <clears throat> my, my goodness. Wow. Yes. That was a, um, that's a lot to take in. That was a lot. We're going to have to listen to that again. Yes. Yes. Mm. What struck, what jumped out at you or what, uh, what did you gravitate towards in what she spoke of? Well, the effect of it pulled me back to center mm. somehow because I've been reaching energetically for something. Mm -hmm. uh, I've been frustrated mentally, emotionally, and energetically about a lot of things, about the arrogance of, mm -hmm. I just don't want you to have that right. Yes. Yes. Or the... fixed position of no you're not going to take this right away from me just because i said so mm -hmm. like yeah. i said this ant intransigent position of just stubborn refusal to hear any type of argument right or plea mm -hmm. or or to look upon another person's suffering 
and feel compassion for it enough to loosen your grip mm-hmm. on something that you think is inherent when it really is not. And mm-hmm. so the thickness of that energy has been on me. Mm-hmm. And this helps me to step back from it. Yes. Yes. Ultimately, it will help me step back from it, trust. And through the years, I have to say, through the years and with any interaction um, with you and mother and all that you offer, I have become much better equipped to trust in the collective. Yeah. I'm, I'm really generating and fostering a trust in the collective mm-hmm. even when I can't feel it because it's a lot easier when you can but when yeah. you can't feel it and you wonder what is happening with all of us because on some high level very subtle decisions are being made yes where should yeah. the next natural disaster take place which part of the collective in that geographic region requires that lesson once the growth from that event and that's it sounds good when you say that but the harsh reality of it is quite disturbing and upsetting and it hurts it's part of the human experience but i am building a deeper trust in the collective especially as it goes hand in hand with this shifting of the energies and Mm -hmm. moving into the new age of aquarius that love will take over and, and that's why, you know, I just need that little confirmation of, but it's getting stronger and will enjoy a greater influence over that stronghold on the dominance that yeah. has taken place over a length of time. But as she said, it surges and there certainly has been a sudden surge in that, hasn't there? Yes. And I think that, you know, uh because what she didn't touch on is you know there's rights but then there's also privileges mm. and um you know the loss of privileges people will fight you know to the death for those things it's like uh you know there's a and i think we'll see that more and more over you know throughout the planet um that privileges that certain people have just taken for granted. Um, That's that, an excellent point. Yeah. When those are either lost through, I, I'm sure, you know, the good people of Florida have lost privileges with the latest, you know, with hurricane Ian and the devastation, just the privilege of being able to get in your car and, drive to the store when you want to you know that's gone yes not only is their car gone and their home but the store's gone too so Mm. you know all those daily privileges that people had they're just gone they're just wiped out you know within a 24-hour period and you know we won't just lose privileges from natural disasters i mean that's always happened uh you know anybody that's in been in in a natural disaster knows that your privileges just go right up the window. Um, but there are social privileges, there are societal privileges, there are, you know, things that have been just taken for granted for a long time. And those are 
shifting and those are changing. And I sometimes I think people will fight harder for their privileges than they will for their rights. You I know? agree with you. Like you said, yeah. the daily privileges that we take for granted, the social privileges that might go away for a little while, but we'll come back. And, and, you know, I'm not there in Florida anymore. And I'm uh, thankfully grateful that I missed this yeah. hurricane because one of the more flooded areas was where my old neighborhood. Oh, wow. Yes. But um, it, it apparently dried up fairly quickly and everybody's okay. But there's also what strikes a chord in me, the privileges of the elite that make them feel special. Yes. That make them feel higher than or superior to others. Mm -hmm. I think that's where a lot of that tooth and nail fighting might take place when as somebody's got them by the ankle and they're screaming, no, I don't want to be equal. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Don't make me equal to all of right. these people. Yeah. yeah. That the riffraff. <laughs> the, exactly. The riffraff and these peons, <laughs> these commoners. Yeah. Right. That that want me to believe that I'm just like them, but I'm not. I'm better, and I'm, and I yeah. want to maintain that my grip on that perception of myself. Well, you're like an egg. You're pretty fragile. You're not as strong as you think. Right. And a lot yes. of that is being uh, modified in various yeah. directions. Right. Yes. My prayer is that the love that we all have for the collective for mm -hmm. each other for for the divine that it swells yes swells big and bright and beautiful and with the power of love we can convince people to be a little more reasonable in their expectations and reduce their fear you know i'm not it, it doesn't escape me that they're in fear sure you know it doesn't escape me and i and i would want to assuage that fear uh with yes. with intelligent uh, loving dialogue and reassurance. And I think that's, you know, having that swell of loving energy that's moving in and, um, you know, yes, it's definitely going to stir up fear, but ultimately I think that it, I hope it, that is my prayer. And my hope is that it will help us to, to, come together collectively and collaboratively and change our interpretation of rights and privileges from that place of love, not to just take things away from people, but to help um, fill that, you know, swap it out. Like we're going to take this away, but we're going to fill it with love. You know, we're going to exchange it for love so that, it doesn't feel like something's being taken away. It feels like, oh, we're doing this for the collective, for everybody. We're coming, you know, not just the collective humans, but the the environment and the animals, you know, the our the air we breathe and the water we drink, you know. So it's, you know, we're coming together and doing this for everyone. And all of a sudden, those rights go from so i think we've become so individually focused on our rights we've forgotten about collective rights you know what are our rights collectively uh as opposed to always just inter individually it seems at least in this country i i see a lot of 
you know, my freedoms and you want to take my freedoms away. It's like, well, how about if we start thinking about each other and what's going to be best for all of us and more supportive? And I think that's the, that collaborative energy I do too. that's coming in, you know? Yeah. And I might lose privileges depending on new interpretations of rights. I might lose privileges, but when it comes from love, I can trust that what I'm exchanging my privileges for is that more people, more the greater environment, more everything's being supported. Uh Like I don't mind giving up privileges if it benefits the community, you know, more people. Right. That I I don't have a problem with because I can feel the love. So yeah, maybe I'm losing privileges, but the love that replaces that is strong and powerful. And so it doesn't feel like a loss to me. It feels I'm like I'm actually uh, being useful. You know, I'm doing something uh, for everybody. I'm, you know, being of service. Yes. So yeah, that's my hope. It's about looking at the larger picture and not just what you see out of your front window. Right. It's going from the microcosm to the macrocosm. Mm-hmm. But what you struck me just, no, what you struck me just said, what you just said struck me. <laughs> Stop. Rewind. Yeah. Turn that around. It was a little Willy Wonka moment. So what you just said struck me as it tied in what mother said. You may give up some privileges. You may even have to relinquish some of your rights, maybe not all, but some. But the trade-off will be the amount of freedom that you feel, as she explained it. That's right. The amount of freedom that you'll feel inside, even though externally you may have to make adjustments so that not just you feel safe, but all of us. That it's about survivability. Yeah. Human race, the animal kingdom, yeah. the environment, but also our school children, which yeah. was largely what I was alluding to. Yes. You yes. know, sorry to upset you, but I want, when I pick my child up from school, I want them to be alive and not in a body bag. Yes. I'm just going to say it. Yes. I know I run the risk of someone leaving a negative comment on yeah. certain social platforms, but we just want to pick our kids up alive at school. Yes. I, and I think, and I think everyone does, but how do we collaboratively and lovingly come to an understanding and an interpretation of what that means in relation to rights and privileges? You know, I don't, if my city passed a law or an ordinance that said, you know, I'm only allowed to drive my gas powered car on Tuesdays and Thursdays now, I'd be giving up some rights and privileges, but if it helps us all literally breathe better, you know, then that's okay. That's, that's how life works. You know, I don't, I don't get to have, like mother was saying, freedom is not getting to do everything I want when I want to do it and how I want to do it and with whom I want to do it with. Like, that's just, that's not real. That's some kind of weird fantasy, you know, fear-based, selfish kind of fantasy. That's not real. Yeah. And so, yeah, we are at a period, I think, where we're all going to have to give up certain rights and privileges in order to support 
um, the human right, you know, life as we know it on the planet and hopefully improving that life. Yes. I think it's inevitable. Yes. I I think it's coming. Um, And it's not about just surviving, but it's, it's improving that quality of life for all of us. I think it's time that everyone is seen as equal and people do deserve clean drinking water. And for some strange reason, I was thinking about the sunset in California today and about how I was sitting on the beach and looking at it and everybody on the beach collectively was basking in it and felt such joy just sitting and looking at the sunset. But for me, I'm looking at the sunset. I'm looking around. I look back at the sunset. And it was remarkable to me that you could barely see it because of the smog. Yeah. And the haze that's in front of it. I've never seen a sunset where I couldn't see the sunset. Yeah. And so all of these ideas that are being introduced and this funnel effect of everybody's going to be funneled into this modification process so that by a certain year, a certain, you know, time on the calendar, everything will be different. And I know there's growing pains. I know that uh, adjusting can be extremely difficult. Like you said, what if you couldn't drive your car except on Tuesdays and Thursdays, but we can adapt. I fully believe in the strength of our ability to adapt. That's right. We may not have evolved as a human race, but we are incredibly adaptable. And that's what mother was talking about. You know, our capacity to change and to grow given the circumstances of our times. That's one of the great gifts that human beings have. Mm-hmm. We are incredibly adaptable. Um, and I, and yes, we are going to have to adapt because things are changing. Yes. Well, we're going to have to take this in, believe it, and allow it to spread infectiously, like like laughter. That's right. Yes, exactly. You know, that's what we have to do. Well, Danielle, we didn't have a whole lot to say in the beginning, but I think we sure made up for it. (laughs) Fine by me. As long as I get a chance to talk talk with you and bounce some ideas around, I, I have just the most fabulous time. Thank you so much, Charlotte. It's always wonderful to be here with you and all of your listeners. Oh, no, we thank you for your time, all that you offer the community and your brilliant insights as always. Remember, everyone, Mother Mary channel on YouTube is where you can participate in the weekly live streams with Danielle and Mother on Mondays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern. Review the calendar of events and join Danielle and Mother's community at BelovedPublications.com. Be sure to visit spiritualinsightsradio.com to learn more about my energetic healing work and book a private session with me, Yeshua, and the Divine Team. We would be honored to help you move forward. I hope to connect with many of you face-to-face during my online Zoom events. The events page gives you all the details and instructions you need. All right, everyone, that's our show for today. Until next time, God bless and be at peace.